0: Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Mary Ann Amy's. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along, and you'll hear tips, interviews, and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing with Confidence. I'm really excited today to be joined by Kylie Hannaford speaking everything digital brand execution. How are you going, Kylie? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Look, to kick off, I'd love you to tell everybody about you and how you became so passionate about creating brands. Great. So, um,
1: I'm Kylie and I'm the founder of... Three blocks left design, which is a branding and design studio. Um, I used to say branding and design studio in Sydney, but we're all fully remote now, so it's taken a while for me to get my head around that. Okay. But um, we're all over the shop now. Um, but yeah, we work mainly for non-profits and social impact organisations, but. More and more, we're working with um, SMEs that um, benefit their communities and um, uh, kind of ethical in their business approach through their company values and, um, yeah, and how they treat their people and culture. Um, And how did I become so passionate? I guess... (laughs) I always wanted to be a designer before I really knew what one was. You know, I was always drawing patterns and creating. So I guess like that desire to create was always kind of hardwired into me. Um, But Yeah. So that led to me to, you know, I always had like a very clear view of what I wanted Mm -hmm. my career to be um, and what I wanted to achieve, which was, you know, such a gift to to know what you want to do. Um, uh, But yeah, there's lots of different ways to do that. So starting out in my career, I didn't really create brands from scratch. I much more cut my teeth working with like bigger master brands. Um, So yeah, rather than creating them from scratch, it's like interpreting them. And so that might be in uh, brand awareness campaigns or editorial and publications uh, or advertising, that kind of thing. Um, so it's like squeezing the juice out of them, you <laughs> know, and um, <laughs> and figuring out how to use brands in their full expression, um, expressing new ideas, like within that, um, I guess framework that's that's been set for you in those like master brand visual identity systems. Um, so yeah, so I think you know reflecting on that yeah. uh, that kind of experience and working with brands in that way, and you know we continue to do so because we work with um, you know global nonprofits that have their visual identity set yeah. in Zurich. So yeah. um, so that informs and that, that like looking at brands through that lens, we really have that um, intuition about how brands need to flex and change. And, you know, you need the flexibility, but you need the guardrails and kind of how they ebb and flow between those two kind of
0: tenets, I guess. Yeah. Amazing. Did I answer the question? <laughs> I think you displayed a lot of passion for what you do, and you know that's the, that's the answer within itself. I mean, as you said, like how how lucky to know what you want to do from the get go. Um, totally. Like I had no idea what I wanted to do, and I remember wanting to be a teacher at some point, and then a, a boyfriend of the primary time. or secondary. I don't even know if I knew that. But a boyfriend at the time was like, garbage, garbage idea, not going to make money. Like, I think that was before like year 12. And then, yeah, I remember going to like the, you know, the, what are they called, careers advisor and being like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I've got to put in uni preferences. I don't know. And they were like, oh, you're doing like three unit business and you're really good at maths. Be an accountant. I was like, sure, let's be an accountant. Yeah, that's right. Because you did an accounting. Well, yeah, and- I started. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, I started bachelor of business. Thank God, like that is so broad. And yeah. and but I did start working in an accounting firm, and I did like a year and a half working full time in an accounting firm. And and yeah, that it's wild to think back on that time that I. You know, was <laughs> was my little three-piece suits and. <laughs> <laughs> Being uh, being an accountant, but um, yeah, it it took me a uh, it took me a while. Like, yeah, I guess that that working in it, and maybe that's just how I learn as well. Like working in it, and then studying so many subjects made me go, oh yeah, no, this isn't this isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. But
1: whatever. Yeah, what, but I I if that know. has you, that set you up, right? Yeah. Like to learn how to build a like sustainable, profitable business. Oh
0: yes, yes, definitely. There were benefits there, and it was a lot. Yeah. Of, it was a lot of fun because. Yes every year they took in I think like 15 like high school grads and so like you started working with 15 other 18-year-olds and we were all being managed by last year's intake so your manager was like nineteen. It was it was chaos. It was some of the best corporate working times of my life. (laughs) Unhinged children managing unhinged and then within 12 months you got your own little prodigy <laughs> it was, yeah I mean that's probably why I stayed for 18 months um yeah, yeah it, was, it was a lot of a lot of fun but yeah you're right like that took me on that journey of, of working it out and gave me foundations for business ownership but No, I do, I always really admire people that know, you know, like they just know. And, I mean, I also admire people that are creatively talented and can creatively express things that look good. (laughs) (laughs) Other talents I don't possess. Um, But, yeah, awesome. All right, so let's get a bit deeper. I'm going to fast-fire question you so that everyone can know more about you. So what's your favourite business book?
1: Um this controversial, but I don't really read business books that often. Um, well, I used to, but yeah, I just, I don't really, they don't capture me anymore. Yeah. But maybe one that's business adjacent is uh, Be Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, yes, yes, yes. A bit more, I guess, in the self-help category. Yeah, it's a beautiful book about creativity and harnessing creativity and kind of letting fear and creativity sit side by side. And Yeah. uh, yeah, it's a great book
0: amazing and being creative i imagine the inputs you need to succeed are different again you know like you need to go and experience creativity in, in the wild and and then have time to to permeate on that for inspiration you you have different elements
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i just found you know reading i sometimes think i'm a bit of a um You know, anti business Mm. owner or anti CEO. You know, um, Jane Lau is uh, her Instagram handle is like the lazy CEO. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I really connect with that. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely don't get up at 5 a.m. and I don't read business books, but um, yeah, you got to find your own way. Hey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, What about your best follow? Who do you love to follow on like LinkedIn or Instagram, TikTok? What's your. What's
1: your um, on Instagram? I've lately really been obsessed with um, AI architecture. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, AI kind of, you know, it scares us. It fascinates us. Yes. Um, and so, yeah. But like in uh, architecture, they are creating the most stunning. Mm kind of building the built environment and the natural environment and, like, how those two can integrate and interplay. And, like, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful imaginings. So, yeah, yeah I'm really enjoying that. Um, and podcasts, um, probably This American Life. I love the storytelling on This yeah. American Life. And uh, maybe Design Matters, which is another one by... It's one of the first podcasts ever created. She's been going for 15 years. Wow. Like before there was a podcast platform, she created yes. this. Um,
0: wow. And her
1: name's Milman. And she's like a the grandma, <laughs> grandmaster of um of graphic design. And yeah, it's a beautiful podcast. And she interviews all types of people about their lives and kind of like the design of life kind of thing so
0: amazing yeah. oh I love these they're very um I'd say they're first to the podcast recommendations <laughs> so things to go check out and again I can see that theme of creative inspiration coming through um and then mm-hmm. finally what gets you out of bed each day at a reasonable hour we are both not five <laughs> it's a very
1: reasonable oh. hour.
0: We are not five AMers. We have that in common. We are not. You do push not the envelope not. further than me. Um, we are not. We are. We have. We have lived together for a week twice in our life now, and we are both yes. not the early risers. Um, you are no, night not night, the first night. one. No, I'm not a night owl, and I'm not an early riser. Uh, you are you a night owl and an early riser? No, and a and a late riser. So, what is your you know what is your motivation to get out of bed each day? What what gets you? Um, I think just like it's like all of us, just a bit of blind optimism that you know
1: today's the day. I won't mess it up today. I'll get that thing done.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love it. I lo- Ignorance is bliss. You know? yeah. <laughs> you have to hang on to that. You do. You do. Um, and of course, coffee, but I feel like that's a yeah. very obvious answer. Yeah. I mean, coffee, always. Coffee and dogs, because you've also got an adorable coffee. dog, that I'm sure, helps. Yes, you a yes. Days. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess a little bit like myself, you, you know, you've had a long history in the design space and a long history of creating high impact brands. I don't have a long history in that, but, you know, definitely a long history in marketing. And I think we've lived through change, you know, we're of a, yeah. we're of a certain age and a, and have had a, you know, <laughs> career where we've lived yep. through some change. And ladies of a certain age. <laughs> So, you know, how have you had to shift your approach over the last decade with the evolution of the digital landscape? What's that meant from a design point of view? Yeah, so for me, like looking back on it, I feel like, um, you know, 15 years
1: ago, unless you were kind of a major enterprise player, um, you know, you could really just get away with having like a nice neat logo and one colour, maybe a secondary colour. Um, and kind of that was it, like that yep. was kind of your brand. Um, and brand strategy, it didn't really exist for like in that SME business. Mm. Um, you always had your vision, mission values, but that sat yep. more in your kind of business plan or your business strategy. And it wasn't really about like expressing a personality or yep. um, finding your neat position in the market. Um, from a personality or an expression point of view. So to my mind, like, as you say, the evolution of that digital landscape, mm-hmm. it's meant like globalisation. yeah um, And then, you know, those barriers to entry to creating small business have been lessened and lessened. So you yeah. can DIY a website, you can DIY branding, you can, you know, you've got Canva, you've got drop shipping options, like all of that. Mm-hmm. Has meant like there's this proliferation of small businesses um, and products and services that in in essence are quite similar. Yeah, you know in what they're offering, and so brand is really like the single most important tool that you have in your arsenal yeah. to like stand out in that noise. Yeah, and so I think the focus on brand and standing out and what's your personality and what's your unique selling point. All of that stuff has really um, deepened, and yeah. there's been a much clearer focus on that. So that would be kind of the first thing, um, and then of course it's the it's how deep your brand can go yeah. and how wide your brand can go. Yeah. So it's like the brand needs to evolve and adapt um, to all these different social media landscapes, mm. um, Google. You know, all the things, all the touch points, there's so many touch points now that just weren't there 15, yeah. 10 years ago. Um, and so you need to have these brands that ebb and flow within that um, and and that can do so in a way that, um, yeah, always kind of pulls back to that North Star because yeah. you really need to always be coming back to, like, what is it that, you know, makes you, you unique in the marketplace?
0: Yeah. I think you make a really good point as well about the, you know, the traditional brand was like a logo, a color, maybe a secondary color. I mean, we still get so many clients come to us to build a website that, you know, might be professional services, might be quite a traditional brand and the logo comes in it's two colors. And then I'm like, what what other like what other color can we use? <laughs> you know, um, do you yeah, have totally. guidelines? Like, do you have other colors you use? It's gonna be a very bland website with just navy and and gold. <laughs> yeah, it, it. But it really was like that. Yeah. You know, it really you do because you just didn't need that. You much didn't need more it. Because you had letterhead. You had a business card. Maybe at some point you had to pull up banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really like like, services space you know so why why yeah. would I need highlight colors and you know why would I need to maybe have devices you know branding devices or graphic elements that then can make social posts interesting but branded and you know all those all those other executions tie back into it as you said North Star I love that term tie back into that North Star but build on yeah. that as well yeah, like you just didn't have to create the kind of content that you do now. No, no, and not in so many different formats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, it's changed a lot. And I imagine, you know, with every brand that you develop, you've got a clear vision of how it's going to execute across those channels because things have evolved and, and you know, the way things have shifted, you're now thinking in that multidisciplinary yeah. or, you know, broad landscape approach. and. We recently worked together on a website for a brand that you had developed and, you know, I think we had some great conversations through that around the chicken and egg of of design versus content and, you know, what comes first. Can you now design for a website or, you know, digital execution without understanding the content or what you need to, you know, what you need to display or, or cover. And, you know, I guess love to hear your reflections on that and and how, you know, maybe your thinking around that has shifted as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was an
1: interesting one, wasn't it? Because you would think, um, you know, as designers that we would love, you know, if a client says we want it, we want it to be design led, that that would be like music to our ears and yes. what we would want.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but, you know, and I did. I have reflected on this, like you know, many times, and <laughs> um, yeah, on this project. But I think at the end of the day, you know, we we well, if something's design led, like essentially, it's like art. Like okay. design, by its very nature, is amplifying some message. Yeah. It's saying, look at this. You know, it's not design. Um, there's a quote that says, design should say, look at this, not look at me.
0: Um,
1: So, yeah, so design really is about amplifying a message or connecting a brand message with uh, a consumer or a client or whoever, its audience. So without a content or at least a content, without content or at least a content objective, you know, it's really just um, art. Um, So... Um, so, but then on the flip side, if something is content led, it can, um, diminish the power of the brand because, 100%. you know, if you're saying I need 500 words on this Instagram tile, yeah. that's just not going to work. No matter how good your designer is or how good the brand is, <laughs> it's not going to work. So I think it's a hybrid approach in the yeah. end. Like I think it's yeah. about communication beque- between a designer and a client and saying, this is what I want to communicate. Here's 500 words, but I know that's not going to fit. So can you yeah. read it and disseminate it and create something that's going to communicate that? So I, I think it's more about the communication objective rather yeah. than sending the content and making it fit.
0: Yeah. I think, like, it's a good point. It's about that collaboration and that's, you know, that's even an evolution. You know, I think designers, designers, design you know both of 10 years ago was really like this is the design and I challenge you to complain critique give feedback you know designers used to be so precious and obviously not everyone not all types but you know that was kind of the I I remember back in corporate it was kind of like well don't piss off the designer and say it's not right you know that and if or if you said (laughs) you know we don't think this is it. It was sort of like, how dare you? Um whereas I think, you know, everything now is more collaborative. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing. <laughs> no offense here. No offense. offense. No, it's
1: true though. Like you, you do kind of get that beaten out of you in the first like
0: two years of your um career. <laughs> Can't be too precious about anything. Yeah, but but I think it's you know again it's that collaboration and it's almost like everybody involved in the project. You know, a, a web developer can't get too caught up on the, the the technical aspect of what they want it to do because it still has to be user friendly. And you know, a designer can't get too caught up in the pure brand vision because it has to, as you said, communicate something. And then you know, the copywriter can't get too caught up in all the words they want to put on a page because it has to, you know, look good and it still has to have great UX and it has to be technically possible. So I think that, you know, that digital execution of a brand, it then becomes the work of all those people together, you know, and and that role of sort of everyone's sanity checking everyone's input to come out with something really beautiful but effective. Yeah,
1: yeah, the most elegant solution. Yes, <laughs> to five hundred words of an Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think collaboration is the key, right? Yeah, and respecting that everybody, um, in their profession is doing, yeah. um, is coming at it with the skills, but also like the mindset of the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, and yeah.
1: their own personal objectives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And that, that is exactly right. Like, you know, in design, in, in, even in marketing, that is what gets beaten out of you. You know, you, you own your expertise, but then you also need to know when to flex and when to yeah. you know, go, all right, well, this is what I'm really passionate about, but I can see from your point of view, this is what is important for your, you know, your business objective, maybe. So how can we then flex a solution around that that's going to, you know, be the best of all those things together? Yeah. Amazing.
1: Collaboration.
0: <laughs> Who thought collaboration? I think <laughs> Who so would have thought it? <laughs> <laughs> Talking, working together, which is kind of a nice bit anyway. You know, I think nothing is produced well in silos, you know, and and even thinking back to those questions and, and you know, you being so motivated by the inspiration that you find in places, you know, that's a form of collaboration as well. You know, that's you collaborating with the, you know, the environment around you and and with the inputs around you to get better outcomes and, and to see more, do more, feel more. So I think that collaboration is obviously the key. Absolutely. <laughs> well, obviously, I want to get as much goodness out of you in this episode as possible. So I wanted to also ask you, what are your top tips for business owners? So, you know, thinking about when they're taking a brand and they're trying to make it shine online, which we know is multifaceted and, you know, has lots of little nuances, what are your top tips, especially for small business owners trying to bring that to life?
1: I think that if we're talking specifically on digital, so like more like the social EDM kind of stuff um, and your website, is that kind of the ballpark? Yeah, Yeah, I think that like I know that it can be tricky to hire graphic designers um, to do all of that stuff for you. But if you can get a graphic designer to set you up with templates, um, I think that would be my top tip um if you don't already have them um well I guess like sorry reversing back if you don't have a brand when you are creating your brand look for a designer that that their, their work that they're showing you or that they're showing online that it does adapt that you can see how it's being applied to hmm. a multitude of different um mediums that would be my and that and that when you when they hand the brand back to you, that you understand how it works. Yeah. So that it's not just like, oh, wow, that looks really good the way that they've designed all that. But that you understand if you're not going to have an ongoing relationship with your designer, which I understand can be, um, especially when you're starting out, can be cost prohibitive. And have a deep understanding of how it all works and how it all works. Puts together because there is a system at play, um, and it's not just about that color with that color, like there, that or that font with that font. Like they work in a in a system. So make sure you understand that system Um, and, yeah, and and get them to set it up in Canva for you, get them to create some templates for you so that you can confidently put that out into the world. Nothing breaks a designer's heart more Mm -hmm. than when you create beautiful brand and brand guidelines and execute, like, you know, and then hand it over and then they go, we've got a new brand and then they put the logo. (laughs) <laughs> like on white background and like put on a tie and you're just like that's not what we said <laughs> that is not what happened <laughs> I um, don't want to put my name to that now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so make sure yeah you understand it and how it works and um yeah and if you don't uh, get them to explain it
0: yeah. um yeah yeah No, I love that. And I think I just, I just did a little reel this morning on the pitfalls of Canva. (laughs) And, you know, I think so often people go a bit wild with Canva. It can, you know, I think it's brought some amazing access to, you know, design for non-designers, but then it can also just be a black hole because, it's kind of like, you know, when you empower somebody with something they really shouldn't be touching. Um, you know, and, and I think there's a lot that can go wrong. But I think that idea of having a professional create you templates and investing in Canva so that you have your brand kit in Canva. So that your logos are in there, your colors are in there, your fonts are in there, and then your designer actually make you a suite of templates and you just stick to that and don't get carried away with, you know, other little Canva temptations. I think that, yeah, there are good outcomes there, but I think Canva has also created many, many a dog's breakfast where people just don't understand how to honor their brand when there's creative freedom given to them on that platform. Yes,
1: totally. Yeah, Canva can really help a brand like out and create all that content. But yeah, as you say, it's like you take, it's just like people take one step to the left and then one step to the left and then one step to the left. (laughs) And then all of a sudden they're a kilometre away from this beautiful brand yeah. that they invested in, invested a lot of money and time yeah. and energy into creating yeah. because Canva lures them in with um, you know, a new template.
0: <laughs> with thought, thought template <laughs> suggestions. I will go back as well on what you said at the very beginning, or, you know, in the in this, in this point around, you know, in starting by working with a designer, investing in a brand. And I think the important point to that as well is a brand isn't a logo and I mm. think you know we so often see on um, you know women in business community boards or business community boards I need someone to create me a logo I need a logo for yes how much I need a logo for that how much and a logo it almost ties right back into what we started with talking about the evolution of brands a logo on its own is almost worth nothing. You'd be better off just doing a Microsoft clip art. No, because-
1: like, honestly, like unless it's like unless a logo is relating back to like a master, unless it's a sub-brand, yes. then I could do, yes. I could understand yeah. just a logo. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Like it doesn't mean anything.
0: Oh. Um you can't get away with it anymore. No, I, I think that's a that's a fabulous point. And I even think my thinking shifted about that over the last decade where I used to say to people, oh, you know, oh, you've got a logo, that'll be okay. Now it's kind of like, mm-hmm. no, you need a brand. And and I think it's it's so hard at the start to invest the money, but it's kind of, it, it, it's starting the way you want to go. You know, it's starting with the, with the end goal in mind. But Yeah, You know, it's also, it gives you confidence. Like I'll admit, I made myself a dodgy little logo when we got started. It's beautiful. I had it for like (laughs) four to five years, bless that little thing. Um, And then when I actually invested in getting my logo redone and, you know, like that kind of mini rebrand, I felt more confident. I didn't feel embarrassed. I didn't feel, you know, and, and I know you've had this conversation with other people on podcasts around what a rebrand can actually do for you. You know, it actually, you know, having a professional brand with a, with a fully fleshed out brand identity, it actually lets you play in a whole different space. And it's not even just what people think of you then. It's actually what you think of yourself and how serious you begin to take your business when it looks the part as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It just really propels you. Mm-hmm. I always see people um,
1: walking away from um, with their brands and just they just propel yeah. forward. Yeah. And in business, we so need that energy behind us. We so need to believe in ourselves and our brands and what we're offering the world. Yeah. Um, and presenting something really professional, really cohesive, um, it really just, it, it puts you on that next level. Yeah. It
0: really does. Absolutely. Yeah, you re- you really can't underestimate the impact of a brand. And I think, you mm. know, the, the message I've got from chatting to you today and reinforces especially now in the digital mm. space. Um, yeah, I mean, seriously, like can you think of anything
1: that could make you stand out in mm. in the digital space? Mm. with a product say you were launching a skincare product or whatever yeah there's so much skincare out there what could you do to make yourself stand out apart from have an absolutely incredible brand with a brand voice
0: absolutely like you wouldn't try the product if it looked crap like you wouldn't no like it's silly but I I like yeah we, we were in the middle of sort of helping a client launch like an e-com brand at the moment. And even it's a beautiful brand, but I keep sort of saying nobody buys these things the first time they see it. They need to be, you know, taken on this journey to conversion. But imagine that when the brand looks crap, like if you've got mm-hmm. shitty packaging and an ugly brand, unfortunately, you've already put so many barriers to, you know, the, the core of digital building trust and credibility. Until you build trust and credibility, people will not buy from you. Now, you can start, you know, 10 blocks down the road with a crappy brand or you can actually start 10 blocks ahead by starting with a brand that people stop, you know, the scroll stop and go, oh, what's this? Oh, what's that? that Yeah.
1: And and I think it's about as well, like, you know, you're talking about, you know, there's that... data that people need to see your brand like seven times, right, before they'll buy. Um, And if you think about it that way, like, you know, yeah, presenting your brand seven times in, you know, potentially seven different ways but in a way that always, again, connects Mm -hmm. back
0: to that North Star as we were talking (laughs) about, you know, that is the, that's your ticket. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that consistency, you know, when everything looks the same, When you see Mm. the amazing product and you go to the website and it looks just as beautiful, and then the packaging arrives and it mirrors, like that is the ultimate satisfaction. You know, no post purchase dissonance. Like, I bought into the right thing. Even if the skincare doesn't work, I'm sold. It's look at me. I look amazing. I must because it's really beautiful. (laughs) Throw some merch in, throw some merch in, and we are. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's quite easy. It's quite easy to mug yeah. <laughs> a Tim Tam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put a Tim Tam in the box. Actually, I have to say, I don't like the Tim Tam in the box, Adore Beauty. It's I don't either. Fan. Well, because I'm trying, I try not to eat too much sugar. And then it's like, uh-huh. well, now what am I meant to do with this? I have to admit, no, I do eat the sugar, but I just don't like chocolate in the mail. I don't know. It's traveled in the mail. Like, I just, I have. I have a hydra. I give it to my kids. I literally gave it to my son last night. I was like, here, have a Tim Tam. It came in this package and I refused to eat it. <laughs> They're young. They can weather the storm. But I don't know. I have like it just feels yuck. I don't know why. Have an ick. Yeah, I have an ick. And it should be such mm. a cute little like, oh, I got a Tim Tam. But Ooh. I'm like, ew, ew. It's not for you. No. And I'm not a German. Germopho- strange little criteria, aren't you? You've got a few icks. I've got some quirks. I definitely have You've some. Got t- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm an individual. I stand by it. No, I know. I should. But anyway, sorry, we digress. To anybody that's chocolate sure. or lollies, like other people like it. I think it's just me. It's my individual <clears> kick on that. But I still think it's cute to receive. I just that's not for me. Um, but I love minis. Give me mini samples of anything and yeah yeah me. love it. Well, love I think it. you can actually opt
1: in for a mini now instead
0: of the Tim oh. Tam. Oh no, I could have used this advice three days ago when I placed the order, don't worry, I'll be back soon. I'll, I'll make another order. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, again, but even that, like that's brand as well, right? Like that's a brand promise. You know, when yeah, you know.
1: we all know who we're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, when you said Tim Tam, I was like, I know that exact, per- I had that purchase arrive yesterday and that's brand, mm-hmm. like that's memorability, that's that's customer experience and I think, you know, that that comes back to the whole thing, that, that makes you, yeah. fills you with feelings, fills you with satisfaction, that makes you go back again and I think that's what a good brand does. Yeah, that surprise and delight. Yes, 100%. The little boop on the nose. (laughs) The little it was worth all that money I spent because I got a little. (laughs) Um, Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. It's been such a good chat and I think it's such a um, not a unique way to talk about brand, but I don't always hear people talk about brand in this way. So I think it's a really um, accessible viewpoint on brand and gives especially small business owners some real food for thought about where they should be investing and just how critical that brand is today, you know, across digital as well. Yeah, cool. I hope it's been helpful and entertaining. (laughs) Always. Thank you so much. I'm going to put in the show notes um, where people can follow you and find you. But obviously it's three blocks left on Instagram is your main uh, channel of preference. Um, So yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, thanks everyone for listening and look forward to talking to you again soon. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, Be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to marianneamies.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.